Hello and welcome to another episode on the Fintech Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We had the time to talk to Stephen Lovell, Chief Product Officer at World Remit. Throughout his career, he's been able to shape the way organisations use digital in the fintech industry. Topics such as the latest trends you're seeing in the payments industry will be discussed. And we find out more about the Transfer Tracker app and ask what challenges are being faced in the digital remittances industry. Enjoy. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk about all things fintech and specifically World Remit in general. So if we just want to start off the conversation with you introducing yourself and what World Remit does and your experience as a leader. Sure. Thank you, Charlotte. And thank you for having me on. My name is Stephen Lovell, Chief Product Officer here at World Remit. I joined in January of this year, so I'm still kind of relatively new to the to the company, but have 20 years of experience in various different industries in product um, and, and solving people's um, problems with uh, digital solutions is kind of how I phrase it. My responsibilities here at World Remit are really essentially delivering, designing and delivering a product roadmap. And that's all centered around the customer um, and how we can create new, fast and effective ways for them to send money around the world and trying to reduce the cost for them to do that in a nutshell. As I said, worked in lots of different industries, um, gambling, banking, insure tech. So I've kind of um, bring in lots of different kind of uh, industry experiences. But then I've also worked across lots of different markets being sort of westernized, developed all the way through to some of the developing markets like Ghana, Pakistan. And so it's a really good fit for World Remit because we operate on both sides of those and, and understanding both sets of customers is uh, is really important. I think from a World Remit perspective, you know, we've got this sort of overarching sort of goal around financial inclusion and developing products that enable people wherever wherever they are in the world to access kind of financial services um, in a in a way that is relevant and easy for them. And, th- and because of that, I think our, our market focus has kind of demonstrated where we've grown and our strengths in in Africa and Asia has, has come out as a as a kind of a result of that. You know, and since I've joined, we've we've worked closely on really focusing down on what our mission is around connecting people and their money together and using that to to think about how technology can then drive that and help that and make that better place. So I suppose with what you've just said, you know, the mission that you have when it comes to technology and you know that in regards to trying to develop it, innovate it in the field of fintech, could you actually just maybe discuss what the vision is for World Remit and you know with the vision specifically for the future. Yeah absolutely I think um, you know the future according to World Remit is around financial inclusion so we believe we believe strongly that everyone has a right to access financial services. We believe technology properly enables that now um, much more than it ever did before and so what we want to do is make this um, an enhancer for people and not a barrier. Um, often people, when it comes to money, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a nervous, it's a tense thing, you know, that, you know, they work hard for their money and they want to know that it, when they are moving it around or paying for things, it's done in a safe way. They can understand it. It's very clear. Most of all, it's very simple to them. And I think that's really, really important to us. The, the second piece I think is around how, when we talk to our customers, both on the send side and the receive side, the stories behind the transfers are really, really interesting to us. You know, this connection that 
you know these these economic migrants are, are sort of going to the four corners of the um, of the world to find new ways of earning money and providing often for their family back at home. And the stories behind that are really, really interesting to us. And we we like championing that and thinking about how we can think about and celebrate that. And part of that is understanding the diverse needs that people have. So people from one country may have a very different set of requirements and needs to people from another country. And we're trying to embrace that as well. So whilst we're, we're trying to come up with one solution, which is global and simple and easy and um, economically viable, we also need to take care, um, take account of the differences in the different diasporas we uh, we serve. So I suppose that's really one of the things as a company in general, you're still trying to accommodate the needs of, you know, any of your customers globally, but there still seems to be some sort of taboo, I suppose you'd call it, that people kind of, they need that necessity of having the reassurance of trusting an app, you know, trusting any sort of fintech app that you want to use, whether it's for your your personal needs, business needs, you know, you need to build that relationship or that bond with the company to then be able to use the app user device, because at the end of the day, it's their money, it's how you're going to be saving it. And, you know, it's, I guess, I don't know if you could agree that it's, unless you have that trust or you build that uh, foundation, it's then going to affect, you know, who you're, who your you know your audience is 100 percent um trust is um at the heart of any any sort of new relationship where we start to build with any of our customers it starts very early on in the journey we need to have very clear messaging we need to talk very clearly about who we are what we do we need to be clear that we are providing a relevant service to them for instance when you when you start talking about the receive side trying to reach people in some remote locations, making sure our cash pickup network or our bank branch network is as widespread as possible is really vital to make it relevant to them. And I think that we're very proud of our network here. And I think the size of our network and the scale of our network implies a bit of trust for people. And I think that's one of the things that we try and build and impart to people. I think then you move on to value and people you know, they understand they have to pay for a service, but they want to understand what they're paying for. And they want to understand that you're not gouging out that market. And, and you know, we, we, we want to make sure that people understand those prices, they understand the reasons for those prices. And they understand that when we change prices, we're going to tell them about it, because actually, we're trying to push that benefit back onto them. And um, the last thing we find around trust, which is critical, is around keeping our promises to customers. So if we say we're going to send money and it's going to take five days, it needs to take five days. If it takes six days, then they're going to get worried. Then they're going to get stressed. And rightly, rightfully so, they're going to go, where is my money? And I think that's you know, a constant thing. And there's a lot of conversation around in the marketplace around speed of transaction. And that is critical. I mean, the faster we can make that happen for a customer, that's always going to be better. But I also think that if you say it's going to take a period of time, make sure it happens in that period of time. Um, and people, people we find, our customers we largely find are happy with, if you say it's going to take a day and it takes a day, great service. As soon as you're a day and one minute, where's my money? And that's that for me is a, is a critical piece of trust. And then lastly, I think people trust from a product perspective, which is where, you know, I, I get really passionate around how the app works and how then that interacts with the fuller service design that we have. I think people just value and trust simplicity. I think they, they want to, they want it to be easy for them. They don't trust 
things where they're you know filling in lots of forms they're giving too much data over they need to understand that everything we capture is captured for a reason we use it for this purpose and you can trust us with it and i think that's you know the the simpler we can make that process for them the better i but i 100 agree trust for me is um something we talk about a lot here um, I think we have a lot of it with our customers, but trust is equally easy to lose. So we have to, you know, it's one of those constant battles of, you know, we ha if we lose focus on that, we, we could lose our way a little bit. So I suppose it's almost as though you're trying to maintain that cycle of, it's probably a weird image to put, but it's kind of like having that cycle of, if you've got a hamster on the wheel that you need to keep running, if there's the element of trust that's putting into that, if that then either comes off balance or it's not working and then you could also build the relationship of putting communication in that factor as well so if the communication isn't there as well with customers you know for example like you've just given the analogy of if you're giving a certain time to how long a payment is going to take for it to cross over you know if that constant communication isn't put forward to a customer then it's almost as though it's a guessing game and they might think it will take three to five days but if you give the reassurance that on that fifth day the transfer will be taken over. Yeah, I guess it's, it's just absolutely. one of those things, think, isn't it? You know, no, absolutely. I think the the comms to customers is critical. Um, we're working hard on not just improving the amount and frequency of the comms we give as part of the process, but also the clarity and the accuracy of the data. But you know, money transfer is fairly complex. There are a number of stages that it goes through and the customers don't care about that. They don't, they shouldn't have to care about that. They shouldn't need to know about it. But from our side, it's quite complex to kind of say, well, you know, we take the money, we have to then get the money from whichever payer method you have. We have to move it uh, across the globe. We have to get it into the local currency. We have to get it to the, um, the correspondent or the partner that we're working with in market. And then they maybe then have to distribute it out to their local vendors or networks if it's cash pickup. So there's a there's a fairly complex value chain that, that has to grow. Got to be invisible to customers. They don't care. They don't they don't need to know that. They don't want to know that. They care about the in and the out. And at one of the things we're working on is refining how we kind of get better data along that process so that we can bring all of that up to the sender. And I think that's that's something we're gonna we're gonna see developments on over the coming coming months. My next question for you is how is uh, World Remit different to other remittance businesses? I yeah I think our I think our founder story is great and we were with you know the company was born out of years of personal experience and I think that is really really important and so it comes back to this thing around simplicity and trust actually around what could be a relatively confusing scary daunting prospect we're trying to make that simple and that's kind of at the heart of what we do um our core customer base you know economic migrants um this is this is a necessity to them um it's not something they would you know like happily no, they, they, they could do without it quite frankly if they could you know, <laughs> you know do, it, do it faster and easier they would but this is the necessity for them so that so that making that easier for them making it transparent making it flexible i think flexibility is one of the things that makes us um quite different as well around our paying options and our payout options um and just making it easy for customers we want to make it easy for them to choose how to do it and if, if we can keep adding and keep sort of working to their requirements, I think that that's how we'll stay different and focused on our customers. Yeah, because I suppose at the end of the day, they are, they're using your product, 
they're not necessarily the product they're wanting to come to you to use your product have it work um, effectively and kind of go from a to b but in a money transfer process yeah absolutely and i think we we have to be respectful of um understanding how our customers are using other products for other bits of financial services as well you know so they'll have bank accounts they'll have you know some of them might be using open banking more often now you know in in some of the markets we we send and receive in africa mobile money obviously the growth of the mobile money wallets is is really exciting um and that's really empowering people and and how we can then support into that ecosystem is really important to us so i think you know it's it's about understanding both upstream and downstream of our process, how we can then become a, a sort of seamless and integral part of that process for them. And that again, you know, it, you know, if, if we are, if we're first to mind when we're, when they're thinking about it, then we're doing our job properly. We're kind of, if we're like the, if you know, if they concentrate on their mobile money wallet or whatever, then then we're not quite there. And I think we have to enhance that. Um, and we'll only do that by making the experiences memorable. And the memorable experiences are the ones that happen like that um, with no with no hassle and, and with no difficulties. Um, and so we take we take friction very, very seriously. Um, we take customer problems very, very seriously. Um, and we focus in on those, you know, even though, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of our customers don't see any problem at all. You know, we still spend the majority of our time looking at the customers who do they're the ones we need to win over and win over and win over and we'll we'll constantly do that absolutely i think it's just one of those you know given opportunities where any successful process you've had where it's been effective you know and it's worked very smoothly it's a very easy transition any sort of wriggle room um it does sound like you know you want to just kind of iron it out you want to develop every day improve it and just sort of even though it sounds like it's a very easy method for a customer to use um i'm obviously I'm, i am getting that impression that you just want to make it bigger and better yeah i think you know there's there's always more we can do so we can reach more people by opening new markets um and activating new receive markets so we can we can expand our reach in that way and serve more customers there are more pay in pay out methods that we can um enable and some of those, if we can encourage customers to go down the route, are better value for them. So, you know, we can we can pass value back to customers if we gain efficiencies. Um, and I think, you know, we can also look to see where um, how we can enhance the user journey for people so that actually they become much more deeply integrated with us in terms of it's so easy to use, you know. Um, I don't have to show them ID every time I make a transfer because they've got my details. They're on record. I've, I've been through those checks. They understand who I am now. So when I do my second, third, fourth transfer, it's so much easier. So we can constantly improve all of those little sticky processes that we have to do. You know, we're, we're obligated to do that, um, you know, as part of our uh, as, through the regulations and, and through the licenses we have. We're, we're, we're obligated to do certain things. We have to and especially in product, I have to find ways of smoothing all of that out. So it's it's almost invisible to the customers. That for me is really, really important. And then, you know, how we can enhance the product. You know, we're constantly talking to our customers about the upstream and downstream to say, where could our product go that would help you a little bit more? And, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of opportunities there. So we won't ever stop developing, um, but it will be developing in in conjunction with the conversations we're having with our customers and the connections that they're telling us about. 
Absolutely. So you're kind of, you're still having that vision in mind of what you want to achieve successfully on a daily basis, but the communication is still there between you and the customer. And I think actually for a second, um, just while we're on the topic, you know, of um, how they use your product, if we just want to talk about, um, you know, what is the new transfer tracker app um, that's just launched and how will it, you know, how will it help customers? Yeah, the, so this came about because again, it's about it's about the trust and anxiety piece. So we generally talk about a transfer in in the the sender's terms. So you know, our customer is the sender. The sender gets the notifications, and the sender understands where his transfer, his or her transfer is, and you know, and that they're the ones getting the reassurance. And actually, what we said was let's redress that balance a little bit and start talking to our recipients and let them track the transaction you know they're waiting for the money you know sometimes they're paying bills sometimes they've got rent to pay school fees just general groceries whatever it might be we wanted to give them something um in their markets so we you know so we send from 50 50 odd markets there's a lot of markets where our app isn't available our send app isn't available so we wanted to put something in the hands of the senders so they could get notifications they could put in the transfer uh, number and see where it is if it's been held up and if it is held up for any reason they can they can see why and they can maybe then message their sender to say hey what's going on and they, again you brought it up earlier about the, the more communicate we think more communications best and so this was the first kind of attempt at putting something in the hands of the recipient enabling us to start having conversations with them um, more it's available in um, four countries now Nigeria India Mexico Colombia we're going to enable it for another 90 markets over the next month or so. We we saw it in the pandemic time. So when, when the first wave of the pandemic kicked in, the calls to customer service, both from senders and receivers, just shot up because, and they were just asking the same question, where's my money? When's it going to mm. get there? And so it was born out of, you know, this, 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 uh, this desire for, we heard from our customers to just know where it was. So this was about empowering the recipients a bit more. And that's really, really important for us. And I think the, the recipients... Um, for us are they're not they're not the forgotten person in the in the in the in the connection but we think we could do more to help those guys right so let's enable them to get their money quickly um, let's enable them to know where their money is and then let's enable them to facilitate the termination of the transfer so they might have to walk to a bank or they may have to go to a cash pickup location so we're going to build some functionality and features in there to make that part of the journey easier for them we're going to build functionality in to enable them to talk to their senders and send messages. So it was it's the first in a number of kind of releases we want to do over 2021 around how do we enhance the recipient's journey. <clears throat> Some other interviews that I've had at the moment, you know, especially during uh, the pandemic and, you know, different fintech experts are just talking about very much core values that seem to be very significant at the moment. And mm. one of them does seem to be convenience for the customer as well. Uh, you know, yes, obviously, if the communication is there, you're having the reassurance, but actually having something that's convenient, which you can do for, you know, from being at home or if you do pop to the bank, of course, you still can, but it's something where you can actually have that reliance on the company. You know, you can actually still make time to manage your money, use a reliable app, you know, the tracker app. Convenience, I don't know if you'd agree, seems to be one of those sort of top five that any fintech company has to have at the moment. You know, the, the three things that we talk to our customers about are simplicity, value and trust. I think convenience is is baked into the simplicity part. One of the things on 
you know, a constant thing is that right now the, the onus is all on the sender to submit all of the recipient's details. So if you've ever sent money, you're kind of like you're on WhatsApp or you're on a messaging tool or you're emailing going, can you send me your bank account details and da 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 da, da and all of this? And then I'm going to put it all into the app and, you know, a single digit out of place is all of this is potential for friction. This is our first step in trying to kind of make, but give some of the control back to the recipients. We think that's important, even if it's just um, awareness on the recipient side that we may have cash pickup plus bank transfer uh, in their location. So one might be more convenient than the other for them, and they may be able to tell their sender that. And it, even if it's just an awareness piece, that for me is a marginal gain that our recipients then have. They've taken a bit of control for themselves. They've taken a little bit of pressure off of the sender. And I like to think that if that helps them, I think that we're doing our job well there. Yeah, you're sort of maintaining that level of balance, but still getting, you know, the job done at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So I suppose moving on to, a, you know, a different topic for a second. Um, you recently expanded payments to Somalia. Um, could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so we're constantly looking about where where's important for us um, to, to open up. And I think as part of the, the mission around financial inclusion, the broader our reach, the more we're achieving that mission. So I think that's a, a you know, just a general a thing that we're trying to do. I think um, according to the World Bank, um, there's an estimated 1.4 billion in remittances sent to Somalia every year. And so it's not an insignificant amount of money that's getting transferred there. But more importantly, I think that um, remittances, uh, again, contribute around 23% of their gross domestic product. So it is actually a vital lifeline for that country. And so, again, we think it's really, really important to expand into new markets. We think Somalia is another one that, that is another step. But I think, um, you know, it, it, won't be the, it won't be the last one we move into. Um, and we are constantly sort of looking down that list and saying, okay, where's next? What are we going to do to kind of grow and reach more people? And, you know, building those connections and looking at, you know, when you see those maps of this person talking to this person, talking to this person, you know, just being part of that, I think is really important for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing as well I wanted to talk about is, um, could you just explain what are the latest trends you're seeing in the payments industry at the moment? Yeah, I think for us, um, we're focused on, you know, we're focused on lots of things. I think um, what, I, what I like looking at around is, is, you know, trying to understand where the next billion internet users are going to be. And I think, you know, if you look across Africa and Asia, we're seeing we're seeing like huge growth in penetration uh, there. I, I, I was talking to a partner in uh, Pakistan and they're, they're seeing sort of smartphone expansion growing to from about 19% um, about five years ago to about 51% um, by the end of this year. Right, so we're seeing the enablement of digital customers growing massively. We think that's going to be important. We, th we think that we're going to get much more digitally savvy customers who expectations are going to go up. You know, they, they, they're going to be using lots of different apps. They're going to be using, this isn't going to be new for them anymore. You know, the digital natives thing is, is key. So we have to constantly up our game to, to keep up with those expectations. And I think that's really, really important. So I think that'd be, that's the first one for me. I think specifically in our industry, um, payment speed, like the speed of getting money from one place to the other is going to be a constant kind of conversation on how do we improve it? How do we speed it up? And like I say, whilst our customers value, I think value the almost more of a, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Everybody wants everything to be quicker, you know, you know, and as customers get used to, 
say open banking in the UK and some some countries in Europe now where you click a button on your app and you get pinged because the payments just arrived you know that's that's going to become part of people's expectations and we need to think about how we can we can improve on that and move that forward and and a lot of that's going to be through collaborating more with the the ecosystem and the infrastructure that we need to do so looking towards different technology partners to see how we can you know from a world remit perspective how we can we don't have to be experts in everything but what we do have to be experts in in bringing the right proposition to customers that speed things up so i think you know there'll be there'll be growing kind of niche technologies or niche providers of 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 service x um, and I think that how how we will look at that is, you know, how can we take that and in, enhance that offering to customers? I think that's going to be really, really important. Finally, I think, you know, we are we are in a regulated space internationally. Um, international standards are changing, not just for payments, but also with things like GDPR and, you know, the, the privacy uh, rules and legislations coming in. And um, so it's very vital as a as a fintech company to to make sure that we are always operating in the in the right sphere there and turning some of that some of those things into our advantage or our customers advantage because i think it builds on the trust thing i think if you can demonstrate how you are you know above board doing everything correctly that trust is only going to grow and i think you know as as we as the as the world globalizes and we get more more interplay between um, countries and continents I think that is a, is a critical thing that we need to track. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one thing that we are kind of witnessing at the moment, especially in the fintech industry, that, you know, that question is up in the air of, are we turning into more of a cashless society? You know, is it going to be digital payments that are going to be sort of moving forward and kind of driving uh, the fintech arena? Do you think that we will be turning into more of a cashless society, you know, from what we've experienced so far with 2020? Yeah, it's a really fascinating question. And, you know, I think, when I look at when I look at World Remit um, and I, I look at what what our customers are doing, and that's really you know where I can sort of start talking about it. Um, we're obviously seeing a move towards more digital out payout methods. We think that that is actually a good thing for our customers, not just because of I mean maybe it's fueled a little bit by COVID and you know cash pickup locations opening and closing, and then you know people sort of the unsurety of touching physical cash and you know, uh, maybe it's fueled a little bit like that, but actually putting cash into a digital wallet, which is safe and secure, and then offers multiple ways of paying for things. So you could pay, pay for your shop, you could buy tickets, you could buy whatever it is directly. We think that's financially empowering to customers who maybe have never had a bank account in their lives before. And we want to actively think that's part of our remit to promote that. And again, I think it's about choice of customers. Um, you know, ultimately, we can't lump everyone in the same. There are a group of customers, you know, who probably still, they're still putting cash under their mattress and whatever. Those people are out there and, and you know, they are who they are. I think increasingly, though, we will see people who are using the tools available to them to make sure that money is more safe and more secure and working for them a little bit harder. You know, if they, you know, some people might have access to savings accounts for the first time, which would provide interest or, you know, be able to take out loans that they never had access to, to before um, in an accessible way, or even, you know, even uh, buying, I worked in the insure tech space and developing markets, you know, the first provision some of these people had for life and health cover ever. And I think that's all been enabled by digital technology. That's only gonna grow, that excites me. 
And I think the more choice we can at World Remit give to our customers in that way means that we'll be more relevant to them in the future. And I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think at the moment it seems to be as long as you're kind of aware of your demographic and you're kind of trying to understand their needs and how you can make things like we've said more convenient or you can build that relationship and that trust. 2020 seems to be a very interesting year for a lot of fintech companies. You know, it's kind of as though you've had everything, you know, out of sheer fluke happen and you're trying to accommodate the needs of customers still, but still build yourself up and develop your product, you know, improve it and um, make sure it's something that customers can rely on. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess with some of it, it's still kind of the unknown, you know, it, we might not know what it's going to be like in six months time. Um, it might be more of a cashless society. It might be something that actually a lot of people want to rely on the convenience of having the chance to sit and look at their phone to send a payment or they can like you said they can track it and actually see where is my money going you know how long is it going to take it's actually taking quicker than expected is loads of questions can be kind of you know um thought about with that but um i think one of my final questions i had for you was um what would you say um are the major opportunities and challenges facing the digital uh, remittances industry yeah there's nothing there's going to be nothing uh nothing sort of groundbreaking here i think i think you know we've got a constant um i think well i think one of the big ones is we don't know where the pandemic's going i think it's a it's the existential crisis that's out there we can't ignore it no one really knows where it's going to end how that impacts us in particular is you know we don't we don't know if one country's going to shut down certain payout methods which is which is terribly excruciating for our recipients and our senders who are trying to get money to people and if our money then gets if money for them gets locked in a payout partner we have to do all we can to either retract that get it open for them or move it somewhere else we saw um, a huge surge um, of that in the height of the pandemic um, and we built quite a lot of um, comms into our apps and our website to to ensure and and you know country by country you can click on a link and say this is happening in your country now, just to reassure people. I think that's going to be there. I think we've seen a transition in, in our industry around um, people either experiencing digital in and out for the first, digital pay in, digital payout for the first time, or just a choice that they want to, they prefer, or they feel safer using that now. And I think that gives us, it's not really a, it's more of an opportunity for a company like World Remit um, to, Think about how do we how do we just give them such a good experience that they're never going to go back to any of their other their other choices because we believe 100 that this is the best way of doing it and that we provide them with the right ways of doing it and we've got to convince those guys of doing it so the opportunity almost for us is in these sort of strange and unusual times we still serve our customers really really well we talk to them really really well we make sure our product is relevant to them and i think in that way we'll ride the the covid storm um and I think, you know, the big thing is just the, the, the other things are, you know, um, about, you know, potential new entrants into different payment things. We've got neobanks, we've got lots of different people working in different areas of the fintech space. And I think we, we're going to start looking at how they start fitting together and coming together to provide our, an entire infrastructure for customers. You know, and some countries are ahead of others. And I think there's going to be growth spurts where other countries are going right well that's interesting let's do that and I think from again that provides us with opportunity because we're we've kind of got this global outlook is that's only going to fuel opportunity for us so whilst they are you know they're, they're the challenges for the for the industry I think they become opportunities for world remit because 
you know, we've got a strong customer base who like our products. We know that there are more customers out there that would enjoy our products if we can if we can serve them in the right way. And if we can connect to the right bits of the financial in infrastructure, we'll do that. You know, that's a great note to um, leave on for this conversation. You know, it seems to be that, like you said, you know, everything moving forward, any sort of challenges that you are facing, especially with how 2020 has been so far, you're, it sounds like you're sort of able to turn the negatives or the challenges into a positive, something that you're constantly working on, constantly developing and I suppose at the end of the day, it's just going to bring you onto bigger and better things, like I said before. So, um, you know, um, it's Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I just wanted to say to give you this opportunity, is there anything else you'd like to talk about that you feel like either we've missed? Um, you know, I wish this conversation could go on for longer because it, it, for me, um, you know, as not only interviewing you, but, you know, for a lot of our listeners, some who are actually, you know, they are experts like yourself. Um, some of them are actually more beginners or actually just want to find out more um, about the fintech industry. Is there anything else that you'd like to um, finish this conversation with? Uh, yeah, I think, and, and thank you for the time today, Charlotte. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I think for me, I've worked, I, I did a stint at open banking um, and sort of helped sort of set that up. And then I've come, uh, I went to an insure tech business for a little while and I've ended up in a fintech business. What fascinates me uh, and what gives me, what excites me and drives me on is this this theme around um, the connections that we we are we're kind of building um, for people that, that possibly didn't exist before. Um, or were a lot harder and a lot more complicated. And I think that there's so much opportunity for us um, in, the, in the whole fintech community um, to drive the agenda around financial inclusion, um, to use technology to provide um, access to services in a affordable way that weren't necessarily there before. And I think that, that for me is what drives me on, what spurs me, what keeps me going. My job and other professionals in there as well, jobs is around how do we build trust how do we maintain trust how do we keep things just simple for people and i think if we can do that we can be we can be super proud of you know building something that is sustainable you know we're businesses after all but it's sustainable but it's providing a, a crucial economic service globally and i think that for me is a really exciting place to be Absolutely. I think um, that's a, a lovely note to finish off this conversation. Um, like I said before, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.